twelfth section of the aeroplane in war by claude graham white and harry harper this librivox recording is in the public domain problem of artillery fire and the aeroplane one conflicting opinions as to an aeroplane's vulnerability experiments which have been carried out so far the military aeroplane has been described as a reconnoitering or dispatch-bearing craft carrying out its important work in time of war without any interference save that brought about by adverse weather conditions but there is an aspect of the case so far as actual service conditions are concerned which will according to many vehement critics of the aeroplane nullify the utility of an air scout and make expenditure upon fleets of machines largely a waste of money they affirm in a word that well-directed artillery fire will prove so deadly that no aeroplane will be able to live through it and that any reconnoitering machine which ventures over an enemy's position will be destroyed with the gravest ease on the other hand there is an equally definite statement by staunch advocates of military flying they declare emphatically that artillery fire when directed against aeroplanes will prove a negligible quantity no point indeed arouses more controversy than the problem of the vulnerability of the aeroplane to artillery or rifle fire the question is a moot one and it is bound to remain so until the coming of a war in which aeroplanes are employed in fair numbers but nothing could be more ill-advised than a policy which stints aeroplane development because it is believed they will be destroyed by gunfire as a matter of fact tests which have been made up to the present time are in favour not of the gunner but of the aeroplane this fact is however frequently ignored by the artillery experts they adhere to their view and the airmen to theirs aeroplanes will be swept away when they come into the danger zone declare the champions of artillery nothing of the sort will happen retort the advocates of the aeroplane it is probable that an unbiased reader will prefer to take a view rather midway between these two and be willing to grant that while some aeroplanes are likely to be winged by skilful gunners the greater proportion of them will on account of their height and speed escape being hit since the aeroplane has demonstrated its unquestionable value as a reconnoitering craft special guns have been made in order to combat it these of long range and are designed to fire vertically into the air many tests have also been made with kites and balloons to reveal the ease or otherwise of striking an aeroplane in flight as regards these experiments 
the opinion among experts is again divided artillerymen do not hesitate to say that they prove their case which is of course that the aeroplane is a vulnerable target aeroplane enthusiasts combat such suggestions and so the controversy goes on one fact stands suggestively revealed wise countries despite assertions that artillery will blow aeroplanes to pieces are buying more and more machines instead of curtailing their orders france and germany for instance which have carried out more tests than any other countries in regard to the vulnerability of aircraft are determined to increase their fleets of aeroplanes this surely should tell its own story it is unusually impressive as a matter of fact seeing that artillery experts both in france and germany have been ready to declare that well-directed gunfire will rob aeroplane scouting of its significance but those who control constructive policy both in france and germany have judged impartially and as a result they have bought more aeroplanes the difficulty in carrying out tests of gunfire as directed against aeroplanes is to obtain artificial conditions which shall even roughly approximate to those which would prevail in actual war so far it has been clear that in all tests which have been carried out conditions have been in favor of the gunner but even so the results obtained have been inconclusive to say the least of it let us take for purpose of illustration one of the experiments conducted in france in this a large box kite was employed it was allowed to ascend in a strong wind until it flew at a height in regard to its size which represented approximately the target which would be represented by a scouting aeroplane then it was towed past a battery of artillery twelve shots were fired at it and out of the dozen one hit was recorded this was not a good result from the gunner's point of view in this test too conditions favored the men at the guns to begin with they expected their target and knew from which direction it would appear in the second place the target was in comparison with an aeroplane moving much more slowly than the flying machine would have done and in the third place the kite was towed in a perfectly straight line it was not pursuing an erratic course as an aeroplane would certainly do in the efforts of the pilot to escape being hit were it under fire and yet even with these points in their favor the gunners achieved but one hit in a dozen shots it is possible to cite another instance in this connection that of a series of tests carried out in american waters from a warship here again the target was a box kite and it was flown above the vessel at an altitude of about eight hundred feet ten blue jackets were then formed up upon the deck and they fired three volleys at this representation of an aeroplane the bullets in the first two volleys all went wide of the mark in the third however the box kite was hit here again although conditions favored the riflemen they failed to obtain satisfactory results during the three volleys the box kite was flown at an unvarying height this was a point very greatly in their favor in actual warfare 
had they been firing at an aeroplane the machine would probably have been travelling at a speed of sixty miles an hour or more and it would therefore have presented a different range at each volley fired another experiment carried out from an american battleship is also of interest in this case a plunging kite was sent up to a specified height and one hundred and sixty rounds were fired at it with rifles although the kite swung about a good deal it did not vary its altitude in connection with this test in which picked shots were employed forty hits out of the one hundred and sixty rounds were recorded as a result of the tests recorded above and of others less interesting the secretary of the united states navy was led to make the pronouncement that no aeroplane could with any degree of safety approach nearer than one thousand yards of a position protected by rifle fire as opposed to this view the opinion of experts at the hythe school of musketry is that it would be more or less a waste of ammunition to attempt to wing with rifle fire an aeroplane three thousand feet high in the practical work of the aeroplane in tripoli machines flying less than two thousand feet were not damaged by rifle fire the point to bear in mind in this connection is that an aeroplane flying three thousand feet high at a speed greater than that of an express train would inevitably prove a very difficult target the airman would appear suddenly and quickly go out of view again and he would alter his height and course so that a perplexed gunner needing to fire quickly or not at all would find the range constantly varying quite recently a famous military expert has pronounced the opinion that high-angled gunfire would have no great potentiality against fast-flying aeroplanes amplifying some tests first carried out in france have come a series of more recent experiments in which the conditions imposed have been more disadvantageous to the gunners the result has been a striking testimony to the invulnerability of the aeroplane for example kites have been towed by motor-cars at a speed actually representing the flight of fast monoplanes gunners when firing under such fairly realistic conditions have failed to secure anything like a satisfactory percentage of hits tests on a somewhat similar scale have also been carried out in germany and here again the artillery has not distinguished itself in germany also small balloons have been used as targets these have been set free and have been permitted to ascend to a certain height before being fired at in connection with these experiments a fairly large percentage of hits was recorded this was due no doubt to the fact that there was no erratic movement to be allowed for the balloons moving on an easily determined line these target tests as can be seen represent conditions which are quite artificial it is possible to take for the sake of comparison the practice indulged in by gunners at coast defences targets are towed at specified distances out the sea and then the gunners pound away at them such practice is good of course it accustoms the men to the handling of their guns and it certainly improves their marksmanship but now contrast this target practice with a sudden attack in wartime by hostile torpedo craft here will be no mechanically moving target at which to take a leisurely aim instead there will be the rush and terror of war marksmanship under such conditions is a very different thing to quietly conducted practice firing 
and a similar argument only with greater force applies to shooting at aeroplanes in wartime among distinguished students of this problem of gunfire in the aeroplane is colonel j e capper who was for seven years in charge of the aeronautical work of the british government his view is that artillery however well trained would have very great difficulty in firing accurately at a fast-flying machine an instance which colonel capper gives is this if the range of a gun is five thousand yards an aeroplane moving across it at a speed of fifty miles an hour would be in range for less than three and a half minutes during this period of three and a half minutes the gun would need to travel across an angle of sixty degrees altering its range down to four thousand three hundred and thirty yards in the first one and three-fourths minutes and increasing it again to five thousand yards in the next one and three-fourths minutes to do this would be an extremely difficult task even if the aeroplane while flying past made itself the easiest possible target that is to say if it flew steadily at one level all the time and moved directly across in front of the guns but an airman would naturally seek to make himself as difficult a target as possible he would therefore constantly alter his altitude by movements of his elevating plane and he would in addition steer erratically from side to side how confusing this would be for the gunner may easily be imagined apart from the speed of the aeroplane which would as shown only permit him a brief opportunity of firing at it he would be faced with the fact that range elevation and direction of the elusive target would constantly be altering in addition he would probably be called upon to make allowance for a wind when aiming at the machine apropos the rapidity with which a modern type machine will come into the range of a gun and disappear again an incident in some minor manoeuvres held in france is of interest on this occasion a special gun designed to shoot at aircraft and mounted upon a motor-car was taken out with the troops suddenly an aeroplane appeared in sight it was flying straight towards the troops which were on the march the special gun was called for but before it could be brought into action and trained upon the aeroplane the latter had gone completely out of range this illustration shows what an unsatisfactory and elusive target an aeroplane is bound to be two shrapnel shell question of hitting a vital part of the aeroplane difficulty of identifying friend or foe it is generally agreed among artillery experts that shrapnel shell should form a suitable projectile to be fired against an aeroplane the shrapnel is indeed a particularly deadly missile this shell consists of a metal case containing a sufficient amount of explosive to burst it when the fuse explodes the charge this fuse can of course be set so that the shell explodes at any given distance from the gun which fires it inside the metal case or shell is a charge of bullets when the shell bursts these bullets fly out from it ready to spread destruction over an appreciable area should a shell burst in close proximity to an aeroplane for instance the scattering charge would it is anticipated break struts and stays and possibly hit the pilot or some vital part of his machine but granting the deadly nature of a well-aimed shrapnel shell there are several points to be considered before we can imagine it bringing an aeroplane to the ground in the first place there is the question of the timing of the fuse this must be done of course with absolute accuracy and the gunner must aim his weapon at a point in front of the aeroplane 
as it flies across his view this represents a matter for nice calculation being determined by the speed of the aeroplane aimed at it the speed of the shell and the distance of the aircraft from the gun thus when he is firing at a sixty mile an hour monoplane passing swiftly through the air several thousand feet away a gunner must obtain his range without delay set his fuse accurately and aim his gun with the greatest care and all the time his target will be moving as fast as an express train and perhaps making erratic twists and turns in the air it is not surprising in view of such circumstances that one of the greatest of military experts has declared that an aeroplane flying at sixty miles an hour and at an altitude of from three thousand to four thousand feet will present an exceptionally difficult mark even to the most skilled of gunners equipped with special weapons it does not follow even should a shrapnel shell be exploded successfully in the vicinity of an aeroplane that the machine will be brought to the ground there is still the question as to striking a vital part of the aircraft it should be remembered that the greater portion of the target which a machine exposes to gunfire is represented by its planes and these could be pierced by many bullets before their efficiency was effective thus a number of bullets from a shrapnel shell might strike an aeroplane without producing any result what would be necessary would be to hit the aeroplane or place a shot in some vital part of his machine damage to a working part of the engine would for example bring the machine down so would injury to radiator petrol tank or propeller a bullet might also break an important stay or cut a controlling wire in such a case the machine might fall and be wrecked the point to be made which is of importance is this it does not follow that even if an aeroplane were hit it would be brought to the ground many bullets from a shrapnel shell might as has been shown strike a machine in flight without having any effect upon it at all this is certainly a factor in favor of the aeroplane a fact to be considered also when the problem of aeroplanes and gunfire is under review is the distance at which aircraft are visible from the ground in ordinary weather and under normal conditions it is generally estimated that a reconnoitering aeroplane should be sighted when it is about three miles away but even in clear atmospheric conditions the aircraft is an elusive object to locate even when one is expected to appear from a certain direction and all eyes are fixed upon the sky awaiting its advent it is frequently almost at its destination before any one locates it more difficult as can be imagined is the task of sighting an aeroplane when it is not known from what point of the compass it is likely to appear and yet this of course will be the position of the gunner in war time a hostile aircraft may loom up from anywhere even from over his own troops it will be possible for a reconnoitering machine to ascend to a great height and conceal itself in low-lying clouds from these it will be able to descend swiftly effect a rapid reconnaissance and then climb again until lost to sight in such circumstances the artilleryman will need to be phenomenally handy with his gun if he is to note the approach of so cunning a scout and wing him before he has slipped out of range a point which has been referred to before but which artillery experts are prone to ignore is the skill the military pilot will be able to exercise in avoiding fire from below in many cases during a reconnaissance the observer should be able to obtain all the information he seeks without once coming within range of the enemy's guns naturally the aeroplanist will never fly intentionally over artillery or court infantry fire long-distance observations will often be possible 
giving the gunner no chance of using a shell or if it is necessary to come fairly close to troops for a detailed piece of reconnaissance the airman will swoop down and as speedily get clear again when he knows he is likely to be within range of any of the enemy's guns he will pursue an erratic course therefore the gunner when he does obtain a chance of firing at a machine will find his target darting about in disconcerting fashion a point arises as to establishing the identity of an aircraft when it is sighted during time of war machines will fly flags indicating their nationality but these flags are not likely to be seen at any great distance therefore if an artilleryman detects an aeroplane approaching at an appreciable altitude it will frequently be impossible for him to determine whether it is friend or foe that it is obviously a machine of a particular type or make will not help the artilleryman because aeroplanes of all forms of construction will be employed in connection with the various armies the fact that it may be flying over from behind him as though it had risen from his own lines will prove nothing as a hostile scout might have made a wide detour and so approached the enemy from the rear this difficulty as to identifying friend or foe is likely to prove a real one in time of war particularly when a large number of machines are in the air and exactly how it will be met is not easy to see having reviewed the position so far as the aeroplane and gunfire are concerned it is possible to form more or less definite conclusions concerning the subject in the first place one point is clear extreme views are unwise in regard to such a problem as this what tests so far carried out have proved if they have proved anything is that there are two points of view artillery experts who declare that every reconnoitering aeroplane will be blown to pieces before it can carry out its work are obviously wrong so too is the enthusiast who infirms that guns will be altogether useless when directed against airmen what it is possible to deduce from the generally inconclusive experiments recorded is that the balance of testimony so far as it can be determined is in favor of the airplane as a matter of fact the reasonable view to take is that when a squadron of airplanes deliberately sets forth to reconnoitre an enemy's position a certain percentage of machines will be hit by gunfire and brought to the ground exactly what that percentage will be is a moot point experience alone can tell but the tests already described suggest very plainly that the percentage should be low the skill of the pilot in avoiding fire will be an important factor in the question as already mentioned an over-daring airman may quickly find himself in danger a careful cautious man may do all the work required of him without giving hostile artillery a chance to get in a shot level-headed officers who have practical experience in military flying do not anticipate for a moment that the aeroplanes which ascend in time of war will escape scot-free casualties there are bound to be the words of those of an expert of international repute risk will be taken knowingly according to the value of the information which is required war is not a kid-glove affair large squadrons of airplanes will be used and apart altogether from the question of the loss of life the destruction of a small proportion of machines will not affect the utility of a corps the position in a nutshell is this the news that an airplane can obtain is so vitally important that the risk of men and machines will be considered amply justified this much appears certain no artillery fire however skilfully directed is likely to nullify the effects of aeroplane reconnoitering machines will be hit 
lives will be lost but the value of the aeroplane's work will lie in the number of machines employed if fifty are sent out upon a reconnoitering flight and if some of them fall victims to the enemy's gunfire a sufficient number will return to impart to a commander-in-chief the information he seeks to obtain the only sensible policy for any nation is to do what france and germany are doing both these countries are developing war aeroplanes and they are also building and experimenting with special guns for the destruction of aircraft while you cannot destroy an enemy's air fleet the obvious policy is to cripple it as much as possible and recognize that no gunfire can altogether prevent the aeroplane from doing its work the equally obvious thing to do is to obtain an efficient fleet of machines as well as batteries of guns End of twelfth section